You are listening to the weekly podcast of Greater Christ Temple in Lima, Ohio. We pray you enjoy today's message. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. While you remain standing, we'll read the scripture and then we'll have a seat. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. And we'll read verses, verse 7 through 10. He should have it on the screen. The Bible reads, it says, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you right now to say thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come together and with an open mind, willing to receive what you have for us. So we ask for your anointing, Lord God, to saturate the room. Let no one leave this place the same, but let us continue to go forth in you. We love you, we magnify you, and give you the glory. Everyone say in Jesus' name, amen, amen. You may be seated. For a topic or for a subject, they put it online. Um, I just wanted to talk about the abundant life. The abundant life. I know at times you'll uh, hear different words and um, scriptures and you, you'll read and different thoughts will come to you. And you'll say, well, this is what I thought of this scripture and this is what I thought of that scripture. However, how, do you, how many know that God is fresh. He gives a fresh word. And so what I want you to understand as we go forth is that whatever uh, uh, the Lord has for you, come open and willing to receive something. Just don't come. Come and expect something from the Lord. Expect to hear a word that can minister to you directly in your situation. I was uh, at the License Bureau uh, Friday uh, with my son and my wife and a gentleman that I hadn't seen in years, uh, Robert Owens. He came and and he and if you know Robert, he is a uh, a, a, a very uh, uh, once you meet him, you 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 know you've met him. And so he used to I used to work with Robert. And Robert said uh, he used to tell me all the time that Sam he goes people cannot receive if they have closed hands. He said when you have closed hands. That means they want to hold on to what they have and they can't receive anything else. And I always used to say that was big. And so as I uh, move forward, though, with that, the Lord always continues to allow us to grow. I said today, and Minister or Evangelist Liz, excuse me, mentioned it in her prayer about having an open mind to receive. And so you have to have an open mind to be able to receive because if your mind is closed, just like your hand, 
You can't catch anything. You can't receive anything. And the stuff that's in your hand or in your mind that's old is not going to do anything but deteriorate and rot. And so you have to release it so that the Lord can give you exactly what he wants to give you for the day. And so, again, just understand and, 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 and say to yourself, Lord, give me a fresh word. The life, life can be short. Life can be short and very difficult. Uh, Job said in his, in, in his reading that man that is of a, few, of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. And so we have plans in our life that we expect things to happen. We plan things, and we always should say, uh, if it be the Lord's will that we do this or we do that. However, though, as we see, especially in my life, uh, I may have plans. I may have plans to do nothing. I may just want to sit around my house. But then as the day begins, as the sun rises, and as the sun sets, you never know what the day will bring. Some, sometimes it brings sickness. Sometimes it brings joy. Sometimes it brings uh, not even it for your life, but for others to come into your life and starts to and starts to cause your mind to wander. And so, as I started to begin to try to figure out what the Lord was saying to me, and took me to this scripture in in John, where the Lord was t talking and saying that He is the door. If you go up and you read the scripture and you, and you or the chapter rather, and you go to the chapter before, the Lord was talking to some Pharisees. And so as he was talking to Pharisees, Pharisees were people, uh, uh, religious people, who had it all together. And so they had it all together, and they, they would challenge other people and, and pretty much try to make you feel that you didn't know. And so they wanted to know if that word was in you. Well, I was living by the word, or I know the word. Not, not, to know that, not to mean that they were living by the word, but they just knew the word. They could quote a book quick. But they were always going after people. So Jesus was talking to these Pharisees, these know-it-alls. And as he was talking to them, he, he is the word. He is God. And they didn't know when, he, when, they, were to, when they were talking to him or he was talking to them. And it said in verse 6, the, the verse before we read, it said, Jesus talked to them in parables. He talked to them in a parable. And they, they didn't understand them. Why they didn't understand them? Because they were closed-minded. They were closed-minded because they thought they knew it all. They thought they had it all. They had their day set. They were ready to go through their day. And they were willing to challenge anybody else that try to say otherwise because they thought they had it all together. They just had words on, on paper. They just had a body that was coming into a building. But God, right? But God. God spoke to them and then he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, verse 1 in this chapter, that if, in, in, if excuse me, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is as a thief and a robber. And so when I started to study this verse, it talks about the sheep being in a safe place. And so God provides a safe place. So where's that safe place that you may, you may be wondering where I'm going with it, but the safe place is your mind. 
God, God is, it says in Philippians, Paul, Paul talks about, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. See, your mind is a door. It's a gateway, a door. It goes in and out. And a lot of times we have, uh, uh, we allow things to dictate to us what the situation is. And so we look at a situation and we allow the outcome to start to come through to us and allow our minds to wonder. And I shouldn't even say the outcome, rather. I should say what we see. We allow what we see to start to dictate to us like it is eternal. And we should know that anything is temporary but God. Temporary because, as you know, and as I've said, if you have plans, your plans can alter. But how do you handle those situations when they come? How do you allow God to minister to you if you allow God to minister to you? So we can't think all the time that it's about flesh and blood or just things. We have to realize that it's bigger than that. We have to realize that there are uh, spirits, principalities, rulers in high in darkness, uh, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places, uh, uh, oppor just opportunities for strongholds to set up. And so if these strongholds set, set up in our mind, we have to realize that the only thing that we can do is to allow God to minister and destroy these strongholds in our mind. However, though, people allow these strongholds to build, in, build up in them in the church, build up in them just because they don't know any better. And then as they allow these strongholds to build up in them, then guess what? They, they may talk to you. You may, thought, may have thought you were in a good place. But then as you start to talk and deal with people, there goes your mind. Your mind, right? So God is letting you know here in the scripture that you're in the safe place. God has allowed you to be in the safe place. If he saved you and you keep your mind stayed on him, he'll keep you in perfect peace. So if you keep your mind in Christ, you're in the safe place. Now, anything other than God that distracts your mind and causes you to wonder, starts controlling your mind, starts controlling how you see things, start, starts allowing doubt to set in, start allowing worry to set in, starts allowing depression to set in. Any of those things, those are the thieves the robbers, the enemy, that the Bible tells you in verse 10 that a thief comes but to steal, to kill, and destroy. The enemy wants to destroy your joy. The enemy wants to destroy your rest. I just told you that maybe I just want to sit at my house and do nothing. And if God will, then amen. Thank the Lord I could just sit down in quietness and just gather my thoughts. I'm sure 
But a lot of people will want to do that. And if you don't do that, then I'm, I'm going to tell you, do that. Have you some me time. And, and in that me time, invite God. Because God wants you to be involved. He wants to be involved in everything that you have. Even your rest. He's just like, okay, well, just rest. Just have some peace. And I'm going to sit here quietly with you. Bishop Hamilton said a couple weeks ago that even when I can't feel God or see God, he's there. He's there. He's been with you since the beginning. And he ain't left you yet. That's why you're still able to sit here. That's why you're still able to go on and live life. Life is going to happen whether we want to or not. And because it can happen whether we want to or not, we can't allow life to dictate to us the outcomes. We can't allow life to dictate to us how we're going to feel. See, when the topic abundant life came up, some people probably thought, well, it's just prosperity talk. But yes, it's prosperity. It's prosperity in Christ in the mind. Because God wants you to understand that anything Everything, all things that happen to you, that come to you throughout your day, throughout your life, he wants you to know that you'll overcome it. The Bible, he says, either, whether we, either we believe that, he's, that he conquered the world, he said he conquered the world. Don't fear, I have conquered the world. If either we believe that he conquered the world, and that we're more than conquerors because we already conquered it and we're more than conquerors then I, I tell people all the time and I hope you catch it then we're just walking in the victory so that means however things look we can change it and, and even if we can't change it physically tangibly then we know that God can give peace to your mind because we know the overall outcome, the expected end that God has for us is to be with him. If you read the book, it tells you in the end, he said, well, I don't know, I'm trying to think of what scripture it just came to, uh, didn't come to me, but I was trying to think of the scripture, but it says that he'll wipe all the tears away. When he comes and we go, he's going to wipe all the tears away. Why do you think you're going to have tears? Because a lot of times, stuff ain't going to go the way you expected it to go. People are going to die. Situations are going to happen. You're going to have some tough times, some bad times. But as the songwriter says, I ain't going to complain. Why am, why am I not going to complain? Because the, the Lord already let me know. And he told me, regardless what comes, give thanks. In every situation... For this is the will of God concerning Samuel White Sr. Concerning you. Put yourself in that situation. Whatever it is, God, I'm going to thank you. Even if I can't see you or feel you, I'm going to thank you. I'm going to get everything I can out of life. And then, so in life, what happens is we tend to learn things right and we tend to learn things wrong. But we should always... Realize that we should be constantly learning and pressing forward. Because if you are growing in life and you think that for one second that life is going to stay the same for you, then 
unfortunately, you're wasting your life. Because life is going to keep moving. Like I said, whether we like it or not. A songwriter said that. I can't uh, think of the, the song. It's a R&B song. But it says change is going to come whether, either way. Sam Cooke, yeah. The change is going to come. It's going to happen. Thank you, Brother Ernest. It's, it's going to happen whether we like it or not. So if change is going to come, realize that once it, once it changes, whether you like it or not, you still got the same God. And so if the same God is able to take you through it, it's going to be some tough times where you didn't think you could get through it. And it's going to hurt. But as God goes through with you, he'll heal you. He'll give you some good times. He'll give you some better memories. And he'll allow you not to remember the bad and start remembering the good. And he'll take you through. The Bible tells us to be encouraged that because he's coming back for us. So whether it be, whether we think is a deadly situation for any of us, the Bible says that to die is the game. But when we hear die, we get scared. We get scared to say, oh, well, they said he could possibly die. They said that to die is the game. And what I mean by that is, and what the word means by that is, do we want to die? Even Christ, when he was praying, Jesus said, let this cup pass from me. <laughs> but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. So God is allowing us to know that whatever we go through, Lord, not Sam's will, not my will, but thy will. I'm hurting. Lord, I can't see it. Like, like Bishop said, I can't see it. I can't feel you. Now see, it's one thing not to be able to see him. But it's a whole other thing when you can't feel them. And you know you've got the Holy Ghost. You know you've got the Lord. But with this world, the enemy is on his job. What do you expect the enemy to do? The enemy's going to do exactly what he's supposed to do, which is go to war. Go to war. He, the war is over. So all we're doing is walking into victory. And if you've ever seen some of these war movies, they go to war, and then as they go to war, they keep going, and you'll see little small fights going on, skirmishes. Because the enemy don't even know that they lost. And some of them try to retreat, and then they'll get killed, and, the, and yet the victor keeps marching on until it's totally subdued. But until Christ comes back, he says that he'll, he'll destroy his enemies. And then what? Then he'll walk with us. So I don't know about you. I'm looking forward to the day where I can walk with the Lord. Where we can be together. And he can show us things that we thought we knew. And, live, and truly live life. Not a temporary life, but an eternal life. We are living in this mind, and this mind, whether you want to be with Christ or not, whether you realize that you're going to be with Christ or not, your mind is going to live eternity 
somewhere. In John 15, the Lord lets us know that he's divine. He's divine, and apart from him, you can't do nothing. Nothing. So it's no good for us to think just because we got power to do, it's all God's power. And because it's all God's power, those who will continue to go on and not acknowledge God, that power is going to be cut off. Those who will continue to go through, because the Lord says that he purges. He purges the, the branches. So yeah, you're going to go through some tough times, and, then, and you may not act the way that you thought you should act in the situation. But God, he'll cut it off. He'll purge you. Purge you may not feel good, but at least you ain't a detached from the vine. You're not detached from them. So there's still opportunity, still opportunity to continue to produce fruit. Fruit that the Lord is going to reap, right? He's going to get all glory goes to God. And so, if I say anything that can just stimulate you, I just want you to know, read your word. Because just a little bit of scripture that I give you, if you read, you finish reading these scriptures or chapters, it'll continue to grow. Not just for this moment, but as you go through the week, it'll all come together. And then this sermon or the sermons that you've heard will start to piece together and you'll, be, you'll feel stronger. And you'll be like, oh, wow. Because in Philippians... Paul told us, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. But he says, let nothing, don't do anything in vain, glory. We ain't doing it for ourselves. But we're trying to fashion ourselves after Christ. And so, it, when you watch the life of Christ, what did Christ do? He prayed. He prayed to God. And then he continued to press forward, even unto death. He was obedient, even unto death. So that's why... When the enemy tries to put out a trump card and throw death on your life, <laughs> you still got to go through and say, I'm going to live. And you got to believe it. And when you believe it, even if you can't see it, you have to believe, like, enemy, it doesn't matter if you say death is on my family's life, death is on my life. I know that God can heal me in this life physically. And if he doesn't, I know that I'm going to live forever because I'm attached to the eternal vine. So whether he allowed you to try to come into my life to steal, kill, and destroy, you cannot have my joy. You can't have my peace. You can't have anything that God has given me because it's mine. We're the, we're the victors. And if we're the victors, then all we got to do is live life. I'm going to leave you with this and I'm done. In Matthew, and I think it's chapter 8, you can read it, but it's a familiar passage of scripture. In Matthew, there was a man who had, was full of devils. And when he was full of devils, and Jesus stepped on the scene, just pay attention to what I'm saying, when he stepped on the scene, the demons cried out. He, he didn't say anything to this man, but when he stepped, when Jesus stepped on the scene, the demons cried out. 
And when the demons cried out, they said, Lord, he said, yeah, bid us, bid us to go into the swine. So when Jesus stepped on the sea, the demons wanted to flee. And when they, when the Lord allowed him, he said, go. And the demons and the devils left, and they went into the swine. The swine, all of a sudden, Bible says they ran violently. And they ran over a cliff, and they drowned and killed themselves. So I'm just going to leave you with this. If swine were sitting, standing, doing whatever they doing, snorting, eating in dirt, living life, resting, and they were being pigs, but they even had common sense enough that when life got to the point to where it wasn't, something's wrong, my mind is not right. I got to get this out of me. And they ran. And they killed themselves. Am I telling you to kill yourself? No. <laughs> I ain't telling you to kill yourself. But what I am telling you is that in your life, when situations come and they begin to try to dominate you and you realize something ain't right, you should get uncomfortable. And when you get uncomfortable, run. Run. Run to the Lord. Run to the word. Run to your knees and begin to pray and begin to seek God because something ain't right. And you already saw that the word said that the demons they wanted to flee when Jesus stepped on the scene. So if you bring Jesus into your situation if you bring Jesus into your life all things have to flee. The word says if we resist the devil, he'll flee from us. And so, yes, stuff is going to come. But you just got to hold on. You got to have some resistance. Uh, Minister uh, Cooper last week talked about weight training. And with weight training, it's resistance. But you got to keep going. You got to keep building. And if you keep building, you get the outcome. And so it's the same way. In your spiritual life, with your mind, Elder Cooper said that he, um, for him, he says intruder, intruder, intruder. And so I, I, I laugh because we talked. And, and I, I would say for years, and I still say, when I start feeling things that aren't right, I say no room. No room. And when I say no room, if you ever hear me say no room, that means there's something in the atmosphere, but it ain't no room to get in here. <laughs> so, I, so I tell, I start talking to the atmosphere and I say no room. Why? Because I'm totally consumed. So even when I sleep, you can trust and believe what I'm saying. Even when I sleep, when situations come to mind, I'm not just going to allow it to continue to go. I wake up and I start praising the Lord. And I call out and say, Lord, help me. I share with some of you that one time I woke up in the middle of the night after battling. And I woke up and my face was swollen. And I said, oh, Lord. And I laid hands on myself. 
didn't have nobody. It was in the middle of the night, in the middle of the morning, rather. Not night. It's dark outside. That's why we like to call it night. But in the middle of the morning. So I, so I saw myself in the mirror, and I was like, oh, Lord. So Lord brought a calm over to me and put me back to sleep. He said, lay hands on yourself and pray. <laughs> Laid hands on myself, said in Jesus' name, prayed, went right back to bed, woke up in the morning, and my face was normal. Y'all don't hear me. My face was normal. Now, some people could try to say it was a dream, but no. It wasn't no dream. I, I was physically awake. And I knew what to, I knew what I thought I should expect when I come, when I woke up in the morning. But God did it to build my faith. And so I'm sharing it with you so you can hear. So you can be a doer. So you can understand that regardless whatever comes your way, if it comes and it starts to mess with your mind, it's a thief and a robber. Elder Cooper was on to something, intruder. It's a thief and a robber. We have no room. It's a thief and a robber. My life is going, if the pigs can die, then I'm going to go and I expect for the Lord to kill anything because he's the conqueror. I just walk in the victory. So if he's the conqueror and I walk in the victory, I say, I'm talking to the Lord and saying, Lord, it's your power that I need that you've given me to have dominion over every situation. I'm done. If you can put your hands together for the Lord. We just thank and praise the Lord for the opportunity to come and read and talk about the Lord and his goodness. The Lord can overcome any situation. The Bible says that if it wasn't for the mercies of the Lord, I would be consumed. But new mercies, mercies are new every morning. And great is his faithfulness. And so I've never seen the Lord fail me. He's brought me a mighty long way. He's brought you a mighty long way. And anything that you think that you've been through, the stuff that you're going to go through, just know that you're not going through it alone. And we're together together with like-minded people. That's where that Philippians comes in. Read that. I think Philippians 2. Philippians 2. We should be gathered together with like-minded people so that we could be on one accord. So that way you can so that way you can have the mind of Christ. Because when you go out in the world, they're not thinking about Christ, so they're just going to give you and consume you with life hacks. That's what they call them. They call them life hacks. And, you, and there's so many of them out there that you can get consumed. You just want to be, you just want to perfect life. And you might be able to perfect making a sandwich, or you might be able to perfect how to clean. You might be able to do anything you want to. My favorite is, you know, my wife showed me years ago, when we got married, I used to squeeze the toothpaste. And I used to squeeze it and I put it on my brush and brush my teeth. And that's just what I did. Um, when I brushed my teeth, when I was little, my grandma used to have to, she'd be like, Sam, you didn't brush your teeth. And I'd be going to school, she'd call me back and be like, boy, let me check your mouth. And so now I thank her, so I, I got healthy teeth. But that the, the, when I squeeze the toothpaste, on the toothbrush, I still accomplished the goal, but my wife would show me how she would go from the uh, back and work it all the way, 
right? She working from the back and work all the toothpaste out and show me how my way had some error in it because it still had toothpaste in the, in the holder. And so I wanted to share that with you because, like I said, you can get consumed with life hacks, but I'm going to share this with you. Just like that toothpaste is how your life is, you may just go through life squeezing. And then when you go through life squeezing, you may accomplish the goal. But guess what? When God, you think God ain't in your situation, God is in your situation. He's just telling you you got more in the tube because you didn't do it right. You got to learn and unlearn and keep pressing forward because maybe the way that he really wanted you to do was to go from the end and squeeze and try to get everything you can out of life. He wants you to start. He started you. He was with you from the beginning, and he'll be with you to the end. Just get everything you can out of it. Don't waste any because if you're in that spot, like I said, you, you'd be surprised when you straighten back out and you start working that thing, then you'll get a little more. At this time, if anybody would like prayer, we have uh, the ministers and evangelists here for prayer. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.